Daniel. Bro! Bro! I'm fucking Woo! ready, son. Let's go! <laughs> Freedom! I'm so jacked for a Monday night! Freedom! 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 <laughs> Freedom! Uh, Let's just do that for an hour and a half. That's it. Thanks for joining us, new viewers. Freedom! Yeah. Uh, welcome to your first podcast. Also your last. <laughs> Are you gonna? Are we gonna actually kick this thing off? Should we kick this thing off? Let's kick this thing off with some freedom. Freedom. <laughs> For- <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hey, Welcome Internet. to Outrage Factory episode one ninety seven, the extra special freedom edition, where Super. me and Derek talk non-stop about how much we love freedom we're feeling extra free today dale, yep. dale uh freely crushed uh an energy beverage before recording on a monday night no less i drank this new fun. sparkling water energy drink because i thought it would be milder spoiler alert it wasn't <laughs> i'm jacked <laughs> it's called wave uh, apologies in advance to you who's going to need to somehow make his way to work on like two hours of sleep tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But you know what? It's going to be so worth it, guys. You, you might need ear tampons by the end of this, but it would be worth it from you know bleeding what? ears. You know what also make it worth it? What's that? All the freedom you'll have. Freedom. Uh, want- I just, oh, hey, I wait. just, yeah. Wait, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I just want to say before we start, Freedom. I love you, Derek, Freedom. and I love our fans because I all the research I did on um, for my other podcast, The Dale Show, where I was talking about the Illuminati, I came to a realization that all people who are tr- like all the like conspiracy bad guys. Did I mention this last podcast? Episode Possibly. But it's it's like whether it's like the CIA, the dark the dark Pope or whatever that is like Saturn worshipers or the Illuminati or dark Pope. Yeah. There's like, I don't know. There's some like black Christian Catholic thing, but anyway, whatever the the bad group is, whether it's foreign actors from Russia or China, their main goal is to separate us. Yeah. So for us to beat every conspiracy, bad guy, we just have to like each other, love each other. We just have to make friends Touching tips other. is op- optional, but it's highly recommended. The best way to make that's why Dale and I became friends many years ago. Tip yes. touching. Yeah. Fight the reptilian overlords by touching, by touching tips. By touching tips. That needs to go on a t-shirt. Hey, internet, thanks for joining us. This is episode <laughs> 197 of Our H Factory, the podcast where we look at the things that made people mad online and explain why they're dumb for caring. I'm your co-host, Eric Bolin. I'm your other co-host, Dale DeRuder. And there is plenty of fucking fodder for us to get into this week, starting with freedom. Freedom! (laughs) Uh, For those non-Canadian listeners of ours, who I'm sure you exist, uh, the Freedom Convoy 
the four, wait, 50,000 truck strong freedom convoy descended on Ottawa to wreak hap. What? Why are you making? I was just, was it's just everybody keeps no, saying not. different numbers and it well, always seems like there's like maybe a thousand. Yeah, there's like a thousand to two thousand. But like if you here's the thing that yes. I've learned that I learn a little more with each passing day mm-hmm. is that objectivity is dead and truth yeah. doesn't really exist anymore because anyone can go on the Internet and find something that confirms the shit they already believe. So true. On any post about the Freedom Convoy, you had Freedom Convoy supporters saying, holy shit, there's like 300,000 trucks from across the United States coming to Canada for this protest. Uh, And then people who disagreed with the Freedom Convoy were like, there's like five Honda Civic hatchbacks and that's it. There are no trucks. Yeah, Uh, I like how they're all like, there's no trucks. It's just pedestrian vehicles or like it's just regular vehicles i was like that still counts for protesting yeah i'm quickly googling yeah there's a freedom convoy truck counter yeah i tried there wasn't because that's all i want maybe like a fucking tiktok video of it being like one two and like a time lapse over two days because it's weird because you watch like cbc or anything covering it and they just pan around the crowd of people holding up signs and none of them show the highway. Yeah. Either they either miss like the 10 trucks that were driving by or they don't want to show how many there are. Yeah. Oh. Well, so I saw people claiming that like uh, people were posting shit. Fuck Everyone's just like supremely fucked up in the brain from this whole thing. Wait, um, I think I found one. Oh, for real? Uh, countercurrent.ca or countercurrent.ca wordpress.com Canadian Truckers Freedom Convoy. Well, oh, wait, that... never mind. Yeah. It's because it's so, countercurrent. But here's and the I thing. put in counter. So, yeah. Here's the, here's the thing. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter how many trucks there were. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how many people agree with you. And it doesn't matter how many people are in favor of vaccines or against vaccines or mm-hmm. against mandates or supporting mandates. It just matters that some people were upset enough about these mandates to mm-hmm. literally drive across the country to Ottawa. A lot of people were upset enough about these mandates to drive in circles around Vancouver, and really fuck up traffic here. I support these people's right to protest, whatever mm-hmm. they're upset about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am going to go on the record saying that I am full. I'm going, I'm just going full libertarian on vaccines at this point. Oh, really? So Wait, my what, stance, explain that stance, please. My stance is that yeah. the government should not be mandating vaccines for anyone. It should okay. be a personal choice, whether people get vaccinated or not. Mm-hmm. And It should be businesses' choice whether they serve the unvaccinated or not. And hospitals should also have the choice to refuse treatment to unvaccinated people. uh, Should they, you know, here, if we're given freedom of choice, we're given freedom of choice, we're giving it across the board. You can't say mandates are bad, but the government should mandate the hospital to provide medical treatment to me. That's a good point. If we're going to say freedom across the board, it's freedom across the board. That's it. Okay, here's my stance. Yeah. Uh, at what point do we call it, we tried, we failed? 
because we're what 90% vaccinated. Yes. The last 10% they're they're not not getting vaccinated. They're not going to. No, they've proven it time and time again. So in my personal opinion, I guess. Okay. So I don't condone this whole convoy just because racist idiots got involved and sullied the whole thing. I do say it was a good idea to like protest and drive trucks and stuff, but then it just turns out they're just all being dickheads in Ottawa right now. Like, are they, they were like yelling at like a homeless or like a food bank or something. And then they're doing this. And then Alberta, they like closed the, um, the uh, border crossing. I respect, I respect that though. I like, okay. Like I respect when people do it in Vancouver too, whenever they like have a protest. Like today, and they shut down a bridge bridge. or yeah, yeah, whatever. Like that's like, that is how you get people's attention. Mm -hmm. You say, you know, no protest where you're like, oh, we're just going to politely like sit quietly and not disturb anything. Those aren't successful protests. The the good protests are the ones where they're like, we're going to fuck your shit up until you listen to us. And uh, then they cause a nightmare for lots of people who have nothing to do with the people they're protesting at all. But why is it always traffic though? It's I don't because traffic is all like already a nightmare. So yeah. it's the easiest thing to be like, oh, we're going to like, I guess I'm going to jaywalk once <laughs> and that's going to like ruin fucking mm-hmm. traffic for eight hours. Yeah. Um. OK, I'm going to finish yeah, with my finish, stance sorry, on this because finish, finish your stance. Dude, this energy drink. Do not drink wave. It is like gave me brain cancer. I can't I concentrate on anything. I want it. I've never like, wanted anything. More. It just gave me ADHD. I never I swear wanted to God. anything more. <laughs> hey, makers of Wave of Energy Drink, yeah. if you are listening to this podcast on the off chance and you would like to throw us some sponsorship dollars, Dale and I will ADHD mm-hmm. ramble at each other for an hour every week yeah. and plug your drink. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. We'll just yeah. be screaming every time. Okay, okay. so I agree with you on everything except for the hospital things. I think there are a few, like... I'm sort of libertarian until it comes to like police, the fire department, hospitals and infrastructure, because if you like privatize like infrastructure, they just won't build it because I work in the construction industry. And if you don't have very strict um, rules and like stuff people have to follow, then they just won't because it's cheaper to not follow the rules and do things safely. So as soon as we get to like libertarian far enough where like we don't have specific, like socialized, I guess, infrastructure building, then it just won't get built and people do it as cheap as possible. Be like, ah, it's okay. Whatever. It'll be like that bridge in, what was that? Philadelphia or Pennsylvania that Uh, just collapsed. Pittsburgh collapsed. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. All of our infrastructure will look like that too. If they die, they die. That's, and that's not, that's just true of like, you can't mandate, like, what what would it take? What? You would need the government to mandate that hospitals are going to care for unvaccinated people. And well, no, the, the hospital should care for unvaccinated people anyway, because they're people. Hospitals have to care for everybody. Like, you could have a two-tiered hospital system where the privatized ones don't fucking look after the unvaccinated, whatever. Yeah, but it's not, hospitals aren't saying we wouldn't treat the unvaccinated because they're like, well, they deserve to die because they're unvaccinated. It's because if you're an unvaccinated person, 
going to a hospital, you, you are a risk either to yourself or to others there. Mm -hmm. Unless you're like, unless they're like, oh, we're going to give you a COVID test. Like the second you get in the door and, but then hospitals have to foot the bill for the testing and the extra staff to conduct the tests. And why should hospitals be doing that when, you know, it's like, if you want the personal choice to get, to not get vaccinated, like that's fine. Fucking have Mm -hmm. at her. But then you cannot have, and this is where I run into problems with a lot of the anti-vaxxers and the people protesting the mandates is that they want to be able to protest getting vaccinated, but they don't want anything to change. And they Mm. want to be able entitled to the same care and service and access to the same businesses and access to travel. And like, here is a harsh reality. If you are unvaccinated and listening to this podcast right now, shit's not changing. Like, it doesn't matter how many convoys you drive to Ottawa. And it's not just Ottawa. And it's not just Canada. And it's not just where you live. It is this is now the world we live in. So if you want free movement across borders, if you want unlimited access to businesses or restaurants or going like until COVID is just like completely annihilated or just hits a point where it will no longer kill people at all. Mm -hmm. This, this is just going to be the life that we are living. So I, I applaud your conviction and I appreciate your stance in like, if you don't want to get vaccinated, that is 100% your choice. You are not going to go back to like 2019 life until you are. And even like, what? You th- I don't know. Think, I just, I don't you think I don't. four years down the road, all the governments are just going to be like, you know, let's get rid of these mandates. We've like, what? Uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to get rid of them pretty quick because it's like, if the next variant of COVID is weaker than Omicron and it spreads further, then there's going to be no point because it'll like COVID will just be a fl- like a cold or a flu somewhere in there. So you won't like necessarily die if you're not vaccinated anymore. Once it gets to that point, I think we'll get rid of it. Like I'm okay with the vaccine mandates where they are now. This whole reason the trucker thing started was because up until now they had like, um, they were like, Whatever they weren't enforcing it for truckers, like they had given them since the beginning of vaccines. What's that fucking word I'm trying to think of? I don't know. Where they didn't enforce it on the truckers who were coming in, they were exempt. They had an exemption for the truckers because they didn't want to fuck up the supply line. But all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh, that exemption is gone now." So I feel like they should have just kept that. Like for me, they should have just kept it what it was a month ago. That was the perfect level. Like if you didn't get vaccinated, you couldn't go sit in a restaurant or you couldn't go to a movie, whatever. That's enough of a fucking slap on the wrist for not following the rules and getting vaccinated. I don't think they should do the truckers because I don't really see the point in making a trucker who's coming from the States quarantine for 14 days because he's not he or she's not vaccinated because it's not like, they can go anywhere to spread it. Like they can't go into movie theaters or restaurants or all this other stuff. No, but if you have a fucking single traveler entering and like this pisses me off because I crossed the border fucking tons over the past, however long. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, if you have a single person, not a trucker, 
crossing the border and they are unvaccinated, they need to do a 14 day quarantine. Whether even if they say, hey, I'm just going to go chill at my friend's house and we're not going out and doing anything. And Mm -hmm. like, we're just going to sit there. I just want to like, or I just want to see my family. It doesn't fucking matter. You have to do the quarantine if you are unvaccinated. So I don't know why truckers expect like the reason they had the exemption in the early days of the pandemic was because the border was shut the fuck down. They weren't letting anyone across unless you Mm -hmm. were an essential worker. So they gave truckers the exemption. Yes. So that the supply chain could keep functioning as normal. Now we're what three years into this fucking thing. Happy anniversary, by the way. Um, <laughs> it's only two years, but whatever. Whatever. It fucking we're entering like the third year. It I fucking guess feels say. like three, Dale. It um, feels like 10. So now you you have vaccines have been widely available for a year. Mm-hmm. So why are we going to keep offering exemptions to people who won't get a vaccine? You know what? I'm going to go further. I'm going to say don't make people who drive across the border quarantine for 14 days yeah i I I would 100 percent get behind that that's that's your punishment like if you don't get vaccinated you don't get a fly whatever that's enough of a detriment like you have to just go across like a peasant in your car but i like for me another reason is it's like the cdc is taking back all like ratcheting down all the like self-isolation days it's like if you have covid and you stop showing symptoms, CDC's like after five days, just five fuck days. off and go back yeah. to work. Go mouth kiss all the people you want. Yeah. So it's like I can have COVID five days later. I could do whatever the fuck I want. But you're going to make some schmo who drives across a border like quarantine for 14 days. Maybe take that down a notch because I don't know why that's still like two years ago. Time. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Like maybe even just go, hey, you got to quarantine for five days. Or you can only go to certain spots or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then if that person comes here and they get COVID and they get sick, then we can refuse them service. Hospitals can refuse them service. No. Yeah. (laughs) No. No. Uh, (laughs) I think what what they should do is also we should start testing for what strand people of COVID people have because like they're, they're saying that the reason why um, unvaccinated people are a bigger risk for COVID, I think, is the reasoning because they might still have the stronger versions of COVID and they're not going to necessarily have Omicron. And that's why we care so much more. Or is it just like we just want to punish them because they didn't do what we told them to and get vaccinated? Like, why is it so much worse for a person who doesn't have COVID or doesn't have vaccinations to get COVID and go to the hospital. Or like, are we expecting them to have a different form of COVID? Well, or is it Can- just because they'll drain the system more? Yeah, in Canada, it matters because they're making a personal choice, which again, and a lot of anti-vaxxers make this argument, is that like, oh, we should apply this to like obese people and smokers and yeah, they should. Uh, whatever else. And we should deny them treatment because they are making personal choices that are mm-hmm. a fucking drain on our publicly funded healthcare system, which is already, even before COVID, our healthcare system was at the fucking limit. And now it's like beyond the limit. Um, so I don't know that like... Okay, how's this? Okay. Instead of unvaccinated people can't go to the hospitals, we have tent hospitals. 
outside, like we have like the vaccinated hospital and the unvaccinated hospital. Yeah. And the unvaccinated hospitals were all of those healthcare workers who just got shit canned a month and a half ago because yeah. they didn't want to get the vaccine. They can work at the unvaccinated hospital. Yeah, I'm down with that. And that's just like fucking the Wild West hospital where they could do whatever they want. Yeah. I'm and yeah. all the like kook doctors who were like uh speaking out of against vaccines uh in order to build their personal brand online they can mm. be like the attending physicians there and uh yeah i'm done i'm done with this okay. okay also why don't we get more icu beds because there's what 138 icu beds taken up by people who have covid right now and it's like we have 4 million people in this province or even more like five or six, maybe get like a little more, maybe 500, 600. So it's like, yeah, what? Okay. 0.1%. But, but here's the thing you say, yeah, let's get more ICU beds. And yeah. I say, okay, Dale, in order to do that, I will take an additional hundred dollars a year off of your paychecks in tax dollars to put towards that. Are you okay with that? hundred dollars a year. Yeah. I won't even notice. Okay. <laughs> But like, generally, like <laughs> policy wise, you say, hey, yeah. people, I want to charge you more taxes for this. And they're like, fuck, no, we're voting you out of office. Get the fuck out of here. That's not going to happen. Uh, so, okay, how's this? We set up this box and it's like right here and it's people complaining about ICU beds yeah. and to get and to push a button so that you never have to hear people complaining about the ICU beds being full. You pay five bucks. I would pay five dollars to just get that to shut up so that they could just build more ICU beds. So we could like not have to like act like the sky is falling because 138 beds are full of patients. Yeah. Okay. Like how much money do we, you need from me to fix this problem? How's this? Yes. If you're listening to this right now and you head on over to patreon.com slash outreach factory and you donate us $5 Dale and I will build field hospitals in our own <laughs> homes and we will attend to COVID patients here. I'll, I'll even take the unvaccinated ones because they have a better sense of humor because. Oh my uh, God. The fucking like. like on okay. Twitter lately, nobody could take a joke. And I'm, I'm almost with you and getting off Twitter. Cause I went on Facebook today. I was, I can't remember what I was doing. And I was like, Oh shit, people still make jokes on social media. That's still a thing that happens. And I was like, wait, why am I on Twitter so much and not Facebook? Like, I barely ever go on Facebook. I started not going on there because all my family's on there and I didn't want to like offend my distant cousins and my relatives and my aunts. But now I'm like, all my family's on Facebook. Sure, there's a bunch of racist stuff, people still there and whatever. But Twitter is just so like, Wait, pearl is clutching coming from your family no from you were like uh, all my family's there and there's lots of racist stuff well I, I that was like that was like a counterpoint <laughs> like i didn't want to be like i'm coming back because facebook is great because facebook still has racist i don't know maybe it's just my timeline on twitter got purged but since i'm in the field of welding i still know and talk to racists which is crazy but on Twitter, it's it like crazy they, they never see racist. So they have to like invent racism to go after people where I'm like, no, there's still old school racism like this truck convoy where people are carrying swastika flags. Go after those because those are actual racist. Don't like 
go after people on Twitter because they weren't standing up to something enough. Oh my God. Well, that's like Twitter in a nutshell though, is like the whole thing has devolved to this. Like if you do not agree with me 100%, you are the enemy. And like Twitter was just having a fucking field day with the, uh, the, if people I don't agree with are doing something I don't like, it's violence. It is violence. Oh yeah. Uh, I saw people flipping out over the fucking uh, Terry Fox statue and like Terry Fox, (laughs) Terry Fox is a Canadian hero. I have so much respect. There's a statue of him, not fucking a two minute walk from my place. Apparently he was a big deal up at SFU. I think he went here or something. Terry Fox, Canadian hero, legend. Uh, Some people at the freedom rally, like dressed up as statue. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all these people who've spent the last two years being like topple fucking statues, statues are shit, statues, yeah. statues are awful. Um, we're mad that like somebody put a headband on them and like gave them a flag <laughs> yeah, like, or something. I'm like you, I saw all this stuff about you can't do the Terry Fox. That's a step too far. Oh my God. And I was like, oh shit, did they John A. McDonald, the Terry Fox statue? Did they like throw blood, like red paint all over it? Did they cut its head off? So I go search it out and I look up pictures and all they did was they put a sign in his hand, put an upside down Canadian flag in his other hand and then put like a Canadian flag as a cap and then put a ball cap on it. And I was like, this has got to be the wrong picture because no, no way someone's getting this they mad even, they didn't even vandalize it like no one yeah. has to wash that statue they literally just like took the shit that they put on it off and <laughs> yeah. that's it statues back to normal that's not defaced guys that's hilariously dressed up like i don't care what anybody says it's still hilarious to put an upside down canadian flag in the statue whatever statue like it would have been better if they picked like a political figure because it would have been more like out of place to have an upside down Canadian flag, but weren't we all super gung ho for flying upside down flags? Like what, two years ago, a year and a half ago when we're doing those other protests that I don't even want to bring up. Only when it's protests I agree with. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Oh, I've listened to the professionals and the experts. And then you say something like that. Not those experts. Listen to the ones I like. I only, yeah, I only, I only support people's right to protest when it's a protest. I personally agree with and everyone else can fuck right off. (laughs) But yeah, I don't, I just like, I saw the, I, I think we should normalize dressing up statues personally. If you are listening to this podcast, Go to patreon.com slash outrage factory and donate some us uh, some money and then go out there and the first statue you see, put a funny hat on it. Yeah. Let's go. As long as it's not Terry Fox, because everybody does not like that. I went after seeing all the outrage, I went and Googled and I was like, I wonder if anyone's ever like dressed up the Terry Fox statue here before. I sent you some pictures of it. And it's oh, yeah, like, like put yeah, they put like stuff hats and they put scarves on it, and like nobody fucking nobody cared. Well, that's because I don't know. Like, I feel like I get hating the people who are doing the convoy that are racist because there's like white supremacists that glommed on and like, it's okay to hate them, but you can't just like overly react to the Terry Fox statue in like, kind of like a vicarious overreaction to the people you don't like who are protesting. You can, and you will. And we see it all the time. (laughs) It doesn't matter whether the protest is black lives matter or 
protecting old growth forests or now this freedom convoy thing. It's if I, if any of us disagree with the people doing it, everything they are doing is morally corrupt and wrong and must be stopped at all costs. Yeah. And for future reference, if we're going to talk about protesters being disrespectful and stuff, let's be pedantic. Let's not say they deface the statue unless paint is on the statue. Like Derek said, it has to be cleaned off permanent or it's broken. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Deface the statue means you put paint on it. Disfigured means you like cut off something and destroyed it is when you tear it down. Yeah. There's three words. Dressed yeah. it up is when you put clothes on it that could easily be removed. Yeah, four Ds. Dressed up, defaced, disfigured, destroyed. Four levels of protesting involving statues. The cops are gonna are gonna adopt this scale for, <laughs> yeah. to determine whether they should be people or not. <laughs> hey, uh, final message, uh, Freedom Convoy. I respect your right to protest, but you ain't changing shit. Uh, mm-hmm. And ultimately, uh, if you don't get vaccinated, like I, I do agree with Dale, like maybe they'll walk back some of the shit, um, particularly around like vaccine passports and being able mm-hmm. to access businesses. I don't think the international travel requirements are going away anytime soon, even now though that's I, fine. You shouldn't be traveling. You, Dale. I have to pay like seven hundred dollars for fucking covid tests every time I want to go okay. to the United States. How's this for future reference? Yeah. Quit calling the states international. Okay. Because I know technically it's international, and I was just encouraging everybody to be pedantic about the statue. But let's just like (laughs) let's be a little less pedantic, a little less pedantic about going to the states. Because to me, that's not international. (laughs) That's just south or across the border. Like it should be something else when it's a border you touch. Like if you go to Mexico, that's still international because you're going over a nation. What if I drive there? Then it's just one country then it's not international travel. <laughs> it's chained together. It's a know. road trip. It's a convoy. I, was, I just brought up um, Mexico because I was like, oh, in my head, I was like, oh, you could just call it intercontinental travel if you're not going to the States. So I was like, yeah, but Mexico's it's technically North America now. It's on the, con- so they changed it's on the continent. It, so it's on the same continent, but I still consider that international. It's not inter. Let's just make Canada and the States one country. Hey, speaking of morally corrupt and must be stopped at all costs, notorious shithead Joe Rogan, fuckface uh, asshole, misinformation spreader, dick nose. Is a shining light in this time of darkness. Uh, is in the news again because... Joe Rogan ride or die, baby! I, I know. We're, we're, I hope all of our viewers today are ready to watch me and Dale argue about Joe Rogan. For- oh my God. Did you listen to that episode of the podcast? No. Uh, here, it's... So the big shit fest episode of Joe Rogan, I want to be specific, is it was on December 31st, but the episode number is um, don't go. Li- if you're listening to this podcast, don't listen to Joe Rogan. No, you should listen to this one because so you know what everybody's talking about, because they're all like, this is medical misinformation and stuff. It's episode 1757. Dr. Robert Malone, MD. Uh, There's some terrifying things on this podcast. And I'm like, I'm not even talking about the medical stuff. It's just like, did you know that the CEO of Pfizer was also the director of Reuters? 
How is that not a conflict of interest? Were they they are now that they're publishing? No, they, the they retired from Reuters two years ago. But for like 10 years, he was CEO at Pfizer and the director of Reuters at the same time. Yes. What was his name? Here, I, it's, I'm, I'm I've got and I got this information off the Pfizer website. They just like put it out there in the open for everybody to just look. I guess they just think oh, Jim nobody Smith? gives a fuck. Was his name Jim Smith? Because that's who comes up when I Google it. Hold on. I, I posted it. Here, let me find it. Okay. James C. Smith. Yeah, James C. Smith. Pfizer director since 2014, chair of compensation committee and member of audit committee. Okay, hold on. President, hold on. chief executive officer, and director of Thompson Reuters Corporation right. from 2012 until his retirement in 2020. In 2020. Okay. 2020. When did he work so, for Pfizer? Since 2014. Okay. He's been director. So there's what, six years of overlap there where he was the director of both companies? Yeah. Well, and Reuters no, is a news organization. Yeah. How is this? How does this not bother everybody? This is one of the things that Malone. This is Malone said that pointing that out is what got him kicked off LinkedIn, which. Sorry, I think I just got us kicked off LinkedIn, Derek. Was it like, is he trying to make a conspiracy? Like, can you prove that like Reuters was publishing uh, glowing editorials about Pfizer during this time or that? there? I don't think you have to find exactly like specific examples of conflict of interest, Derek. But you, it used you to do. be you just couldn't hold you, two positions like that at the same time. You can't just say, oh, someone can't be fucking... Uh, yeah, you can. You could say you can't be the director of a news organization and a major pharmaceutical company at the same time because that news organization isn't going to go after... There's going to be like an unintended chill on your articles for Pfizer. Okay, does Joe Rogan accept advertising dollars? Yes. Does Joe Rogan provide news to a captive audience of 20 million people? Yes. Does Joe Rogan benefit financially when he sells fucking bullshit nootropics or uh, whatever alternative- Like does Joe Rogan uh, financially gain stuff by not writing news about Pfizer? No, well, it's like what like the guy making these accusations is yeah. a person who accepts money from advertisers and yeah. like no does... Joe Rogan didn't make these accusations. It was his guest. Okay, whatever the fuck. It's like <laughs> you you can't have like yes, there does need to be evidence. It can't mm-hmm. just be, oh my god, he he worked for Reuters and he worked for Pfizer at the same time. It's There's not enough people in the world to have two separate people hold those two jobs. Well, but no, but like fucking so the CEO of my company that I work yeah. for, he yeah. also sits on the board of a number of other tech companies okay. because that's just how it works. Like you get successful in one place and people are like, oh, we want someone to like sit on our board of directors that can like help guide the the business mm-hmm. the way we want it to be guided. So like, no, it, I, yeah, but people, does your CEO sit on the board of a major news corporation that would have to cover what your company is doing. Yeah. But here's like, the I'm other okay thing. with them sitting on two separate boards of different companies, whatever. I don't care, but it's just the fact that one is r- writers, the news company. So for this to be a conspiracy to me, I would need to see proof that like 
they were like a that a board what it's just like how much proof you need for a conspiracy Derek don't you know that all conspiracies run on the basic fact that you can't find the truth because it's hidden from you well no do we think that the board of directors had direct editorial control over everything that Thomson Reuters was published I think the director of Thomson Reuters has some control over what goes into the newspapers like he's not going to read every story but he's going to go to the next level down and be like don't write bad shit about Pfizer and then they're going to go the next shit step down and be like don't write bad shit about Pfizer and then it's just going to get like dissem- disseminated throughout the company like it's it's fine if we don't agree that I, to me, that's a big deal. And I guess to sure you, it's, it's absolutely, I guess Pfizer doesn't th- think it's a big deal because that's just on their Pfizer.com website. Well, yeah, they were super they upfront. like, it's not like he had this secret position that nobody knew about. And it's not like, like, yes, if there was, if they could come out and be like, Oh, over this period, they only mm-hmm. ever like they either suppressed critical news about Pfizer or they only ever wrote like glowing shit about Pfizer. Then mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, that's a little sketchy. But like to people who are familiar with how corporate America works and how board seats are distributed and like all that shit, it goes mm-hmm. to like, like I guarantee if you look into who sits on the board of like the most powerful media companies in America, you're going to be fucking worried. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it'll also be if they sit on the board of the most powerful tech companies in America, or if they sit on the board of the most powerful pharmaceutical companies in America, or if they sit on the board of the most powerful oil and gas companies in America. It's yeah. like if they sit on a board of a powerful company, they're connected to these other powerful companies. And that's just like, sorry, y'all, we pick capitalism. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, this is, this is the fucking world you chose. I don't know. I would be more comfortable if it was separated a bit like there's capitalism and then there's you only have enough CEOs to run not even one per company. You have to intermingle them on all the boards. Yeah. Like maybe you only get to serve on one company's boards forever going forward. I'm OK with that. Like we're talking wishful thinking. Who's, You're who's talking mandating about, that, Dale. Who's mandating that? No, I but am. who's going to who's going to fucking enforce it? The government? Me. Yeah, the government. You no. can't be. We're against mandates here. I'm sorry. No, we're not. <laughs> we I'm not a libertarian. <laughs> we're, I'm we going are, for. We are staunchly anti-mandate. I'm saying we're gonna we're gonna put this in the antitrust laws, in the monopoly laws. Just like one per one company can't own every other company, which I don't know. It feels like they're doing that anyway, right? They now. do. But you right. can't have one guy be the CEO here and be on a board member here because what you don't get paid enough being the CEO over here. Why, if he's successful there, why wouldn't they want his success to bleed into their company? Because it's now against my antitrust laws. We're going to have monogamous CEOs. So question. Yeah. For you. Yes. Mr. Antitrust. Yes. Should. Joe Rogan be able to collect a $20 million paycheck from Spotify or whatever the fuck it was. It was a hundred million. Okay. And then should he be able to use the platform that Spotify is paying him to be on and turn around and use it to sell more products that will earn him more money? 
Yes. But he should not be able to be the CEO of those products because he's already the CEO of Joe Rogan Incorporated. I don't. Uh, is it called Joe Rogan? It's I don't probably know. got some stupid fucking meathead name. I don't like, even know if his like, company has a name, but yeah. And that's the it's, thing. Like, as we've seen more and more, it's like the people leveling these accusations just being like, and again, Joe Rogan didn't level the accusations. He just yeah. had, a, had a conversation with someone. You know what? I'm just like abandoning this because it, the thing that pissed me off most about Joe Rogan's bullshit statement, and for those of you who haven't been watching the news, uh, Joe Rogan was basically did this whole like, he's done a lot of COVID misinformation, but he had another episode recently that Dale was just talking about. And then the pressure was n- not really that turned up because uh, two aging dinosaurs, Neil Young and uh, who the fuck? Joni uh, Mitchell. Joni Mitchell. Oh, but apparently... Spotify lost like $4 billion because of this. No, and that's the other thing that pissed me off is all these fucking media properties were like, oh, Spotify loses $4 billion after Neil Young says, here's here's what happened. Yeah. Tech stocks took a shit kicking across the board Mm -hmm. on or around the same time that Neil (laughs) Young said. And like the Spotify losing stock value had fuck all to do with neil young Mm -hmm. saying anything like it yeah but there were so many media posts that came out that were like these two things are related and they weren't at all spotify did not lose a fucking dime because of a fucking thousand year old man saying he was gonna pull his music off their platform because you know what spotify like every time there's controversy like this it just fucking feeds more listeners into joe rogan uh nobody fucking oh yeah dude oh, I, like I, um i did see that Brene brown tenille just pointed out that Brene brown pulled her podcast and i'm sure i don't like, know who that is oh dude dare to lead dare to lead what Brene brown no. mm. well Bre- i was gonna say was Bre- before like a couple weeks ago like joe rogan's podcast episodes average 11 million downloads per episode yeah, this one because of the stink three weeks like this was two weeks ago so three weeks after it was released or whatever was that 40 million? It's yeah. got to be so much ungodly higher right now. Yeah. And like, so Spotify has to pay their model every time fucking Neil Young or Joni Mitchell gets a stream. They pay them like fractions of a cent or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas Joe Rogan, I don't think he's getting, he's not on that per stream model because Spotify has already paid him a hundred million dollars. So there's a bunch of fucking people hopping onto this. Um, and they are, uh, like a bunch of like bit musicians and like little podcasts that have nowhere near the weight Joe Rogan does are like glomming on to say, we're going to pull our shit because of Joe Rogan's misinformation. Um, and it's basically the freedom convoy of Spotify in that <laughs> it is. you got fucking nothing <laughs> and you were posturing and your, your 1200 to 2000 uh, artists or podcasters mm. are saying they're going to pull off this platform and Spotify paid a hundred million dollars to this man. They're not, they're not doing shit. They're yeah, not they didn't do, a do goddamn shit thing. when the actual workers at Spotify were like, we're all leaving. If you don't do something with Joe, like now they're actually going to have like a, this might contain misinformation handle at the beginning of Joe Rogan's podcast where he talks about COVID. One thing that annoyed me though, was, 
you hear misinformation. All oh, this, this episode has medical misinformation. It's like, it okay, what of the information that they have is the misinformation? It does. Uh, I actually, in preparation for this, I pulled yes. up a article from the guardians that, uh, oh, fuck, where did it go? Anyway, I had it open at some point. Uh, that was basically a running tally of all the misinformation Joe Rogan has provided around COVID. COVID. Oh, it's not from this episode. What? Is it from this episode or no? No, it's like, wow. it's just like, over. I want to know this specific episode. Cause I listened to it today. And like, there's that, the guy said that dumb bullshit about how baby, like little kids need to see people's faces. Otherwise they don't learn language properly. Like that's all dumb. And I don't agree with that. that but all of true. his other points seemed right. like they held water. Yeah, but here's the thing is that yeah. these people are experts at positioning their points in a way that seem to hold water. Like the thing you just said about the guy sitting on the board of Thomson Reuters and on yeah. the board of Pfizer at the same time. And that's all they, they got to say. Both of these things are true. To me, that's that's. like egregious Egregious? yeah but that's just the thing like even if there is absolutely zero evidence of any malfeasance at all and thomson reuters still had a like huge editorial board that provided checks and balances to make sure Mm -hmm. that these things didn't happen and that one dude on a board couldn't say you're gonna suck pfizer's dick in every article you write for the next 10 years fuckers that's why i'm here like yeah but why wouldn't he say that I, I guess I'm just the odd one out. Like, and like the other thing about misinformation, but you're not the odd one out. You're, you're one of 20 million people who listens to Joe Rogan, who hears these yeah. connections and thinks this is a fucking conspiracy. We're being gamed by Pfizer. Pfizer is bad. Yeah. I didn't think it's a conspiracy because I heard it on Joe Rogan. I thought it was a conspiracy because I was like, that has to be a conflict of interest. You can't sit on these two boards of one company that's supposed to write news articles about the other company. That's a conflict of interest. Why not? Is it a conflict of interest that a major advertiser for, say, Fox News or the New York Times or whatever, fucking pick a newspaper or a TV channel can pressure? Yeah, they do. It's called advertising chill. It happens all the time. All the fucking time. Yeah. And it's, it's a, a huge problem with legacy media. It's a problem for that exact reason, because the news is swayed by the people who advertise in the who pay their, publications. It's not just the news. Any anybody. Joe Rogan is not immune because no, he's not I'll prove this but to you right now. He's not getting advertising dollars like the thing that podcasters usually do that the way they get around this is they only take advertising money from companies they like like joe rogan isn't taking money from like chevrolet or pfizer or one of these other companies that uses no but joe like rogan's swing. big enough that joe rogan only has to promote products that joe rogan agrees yeah exactly with so there's no profit there's from. no advertising chill if he only advertises companies he likes he, or whereas owns. Reuters writers isn't Joe Rogan in that they cover everything and they're not supposed to be subjective. Whereas Joe Rogan can be subjective as he wants because you know, he is going in like Joe Rogan. Isn't a news organization. That's going to give you objective news. Everybody knows that nobody's like lying to themselves about that. But that's the problem is that you have guys like Joe Rogan or Alex Jones or Tucker, Tucker Carlson, or with these huge fucking audiences 
hundreds of millions of people listen to like those like four our combined. audience the outrage factor. definitely yeah or our audience <laughs> and they can say at the end of the day they can step away from it and they can say we're not a news organization you shouldn't have listened to us even yeah. though they have built entire fucking audiences and careers on the illusion of authenticity and on the illusion of objectivity and on the illusion that know. they are it's it's more dangerous. Joe that Rogan is me, authentically Joe Rogan, and he has been me, for the entire ten years of his no, podcast. Joe Rogan's full of shit, and you no, know how not. I know why. Joe how Rogan why? made a, put a statement out today because Spotify must have been tugging his dick a little bit, saying, "Hey, Joe, yeah. we're taking a lot of heat over this misinformation." Did you listen thing. to that statement? Yeah, I did. And you he know made what? A very wonderful point about how stuff that you could say now was misinformation eight months ago. Yeah, he did. But and he called, talked about all that stuff eight months ago. That's called evolving. And it's like maybe in eight months, we'll look back and we'll say, you know, Dr. Fucking Moses Malone on the Joe Rogan podcast was right about all this shit. And the guy, you know, we found evidence that Reuters was writing glowing editorials about Pfizer. The entire so time what then is Neil Young going to put his music back on Spotify? Sure, probably. Who the fuck I knows? It's going to last like a day. The thing that pissed me off about Joe Rogan was that yeah. he he said something he said I don't try to be controversial and that he is doesn't He's not talking- like I'm picking fights he's like I want to hear what experts on this subject have to say about the subject You're talking so about a guy who brought a Sandy Hook truther onto a podcast and gave them an Who's audience the Sandy Hook truther Alex fucking Jones Oh fuck You're talking about a guy who brought Candace Owens who has no formal training and is not an expert in anything Yeah but she wasn't podcast. giving expert advice on anything He, he brought just brought her, her on because the he wants to talk to Candace no, Owens No he brought her on the podcast like. because he knew it would be controversial and it would get him a bigger There's no, no. reason to give Candace Owens a platform What you yeah, think Joe he Rogan is to just talk to her why? Why not? Okay, so the Joe same Rogan's reason just, he had Bernie Sanders on. Joe Rogan's just, just inviting. Joe Rogan's just inviting random, interesting-looking people off the street onto his podcast, so no, he he's, can have a conversation. He's actually with them. inviting people he finds interesting on subjects that he likes, like if they're authors or whatever. And like Candace Owens, he just wanted to bring her on because she has an interesting point of view because she's so crazy right wing. What's her interesting point of view? That she's crazy right wing. So he wanted to talk to her. He also has left-wing people on. Yeah. He doesn't have crazy. You're going to tell me on. if Katie, if Candace Owens came up to you and she was like, I'll be a guest on outrage factor. You wouldn't be no, like, I I'd actually want to ask her not. some questions. What? No. If she did Derek. come on, I wouldn't want to ask her questions. I would grill her. If Alex Jones wanted to come on here, I would grill him. Dude, I would say Alex Jones here came on here. All the factually incorrect bullshit that you have said. Mm-hmm. And you need to fucking answer for it. Not, I'm going to have a friendly conversation. Okay, how's this sound? Interesting. And by the way, I'm not trying to be controversial. You just look like an interesting person. It's bullshit, here's what, here's what will happen whole with brand. Alex Jones. Is you will take notes of all the stuff that he got wrong and he has to answer for. Yeah. And then I will suck his dick for everything he got right and all the conspiracies that he opened up. Like his agent provocateur thing and his going into bohemian grove and i'll just talk to him about that and then i'll talk to him about trans-dimensional pedophile reptilian aliens because i just want to talk about that stuff all the time yeah and alex jones and the sandy hook thing is what got him kicked off the internet which he deserved to get kicked off the internet because he he was that wrong 
spread false information and attacked grieving parents who lost their fucking children just so he could build an audience like the beady-eyed shit-ass opportunist he is. Mm -hmm. That's the problem with Joe Rogan is because he invites these guests on. He knows who they are. He knows what their perceptions are. Mm -hmm. He knows what they're going to say. He invites them on to invite controversy because it builds Mm -hmm. a bigger audience for him. He's He's friends with Alex Jones. And then when shit gets controversial, he's like, what? What's going on? He is the most disingenuous. And he, this is Dude, how many like Joe Rogan podcasts have you listened to? Like 10, 12, maybe not entire episodes. I've listened to 10, like 12 hours years of Joe Rogan. Like he's not. Okay, and that makes you objective. It makes me feel like he's a genuine person. And I don't think he does things just for controversy. Yeah, but would you classify yourself as a fan of Joe Rogan? I would say I am a fuckboy of Joe Rogan. <laughs> okay. So- I'm about, well, I'm not as far as fans get, but I honestly think Joe Rogan's the most important man in media. So I'm just going to say it. He's a renaissance man. So if I want an objective opinion on Joe Rogan, I'm not going to turn to someone no, who not is to me. obsessively. <laughs> so- no, because I love the man. Yes. So Joe Rogan is not. I would let him stick his dick in my mouth if he wanted to. Joe Rogan is grifting you. He's grifting Spotify. He's He's been grifting me for 10 years. He is inviting controversy intentionally to build an audience. I don't think he is. I don't think he's inviting controversy. I think he just talks to people he wants to talk to. He invites extremists. And yes, I would include Bernie Sanders in that because he invited Bernie Sanders knowing it would incite controversy in the people who normally listen to Joe Rogan. I mean, no. People who listen to Joe Rogan, there's a lot of left-wing people and center people who listen to it. Joe Rogan listeners. I'm Googling something real quick. Anyway, fuck Joe Rogan. I would if I could. I know. On 2020, Joe, CNN described Joe Rogan as libertari- libertarian leaning. Joe mm. Rogan's on my side. No, that was, when was that? Like four or five years ago, he had a libertarian on and they were talking about libertarian stuff. And then the guy, ah, who was it? There was a libertarian guy. Probably I think it was that Ben Shapiro. He had Ben Shapiro on oh, or ben something. Ben Shapiro's a piece of shit too. And then- it was the same thing as me where Ben Shapiro started talking about how you don't have publicly funded infrastructure. And Joe Rogan was like, well, that's not going to work. And that is at the exact same point. I punched out of libertarian. You Wait, just what? announced you're libertarian. Yeah. That should mean you want to listen to Joe Rogan. Yeah. I'm a Joe Rogan fan now. You like controversy. Yeah. How are you not the bigger fan of Joe Rogan than me? Because he's doing what I wish I could do. Yeah. And he's getting hundreds of millions yeah. of dollars for it. That's the problem. Is that sh- did that shirt just turn green, Derek? <laughs> because <laughs> okay, um, who's your favorite podcaster besides me? Uh, I mean you, obviously. Uh, I said besides me. Uh, who the fuck besides you your wife? To? You don't have to say that because she just showed up in the comments. Uh. Anthony Jesselnik, I like. Uh, Talk about a guy with a persona. He what? admitted that his whole stand-up comedian guy is a persona. Oh yeah, that's He's not like him that's at just all. a persona I do on stage. Yeah, because he admits it. 
Joe Rogan has never been like, and Alex Jones only admitted his persona was a persona when he got sued for custody of his kids. Okay. So I'm not going to defend Alex Jones because Alex Jones is a train wreck of crazy, but that's why I like him. I don't agree with any of his Sandy Hook stuff. And I'm not saying trans dimensional pedophilia and reptilian angel aliens are real. I'm just saying I want to hear everything there is to hear about them. People in the <laughs> people in the comments are thinking it's like Dale and I have had more vicious fights than this. Oh, dude, uh, over lots of stuff. Uh, do we want to rehash the most vicious argument we've ever had? Where I hey, said, which, which one was that? Objectively, some people are worth more than others. All right, dude, I remember that. <laughs> Specifically, ever... police officers. Yeah, police officers. Dale, yeah. now in the year twenty twenty two, knowing now. Yeah. Knowing now, wait, knowing now what knowing you did what then, I know now, knowing what you know now, and also what you did then, would you still argue that a police officer's life is objectively, objectively worth, worth more, more than a regular person? Than a regular person. Let me set this up with one caveat, <laughs> and that caveat is you're weighing these people's worth on their effect and how the or their effect and their like uh the fuck's that word i can't think of it like oh. their effect on society yeah their impact on society yeah which was your whole argument then too you were like yeah, that's my argument and with that in mind yes a police officer is objectively worth more than a regular person what because if, they offer more to a society what if yeah they are a crooked cop then they're worth less because that gets them worth less yeah what if they're actively taking from society and making it worse yeah, then that specific person's detriments to their character and their personal worth makes them worth less than a regular person. What if they're a crooked cop yeah. with a heart of gold and you they can't be do, crooked with a heart oh, 100%. Of gold. They can do they do bad things out of desperation and fear and loneliness, but on the inside they're really good and they they're wish not- they if they wish. have fear, desperation, and loneliness, then they, they're not good on the inside because that's all the inside and the rod. I also said doctors were worth pops. more than police It's officers. so nice that your girlfriend pops into the comments to support you and my pops in the comments to be like, fuck you, Derek, you idiot piece of shit. She never said that. No. It, it if was she did, I'm copy-pasting it and getting it framed <laughs> because she's right. All right. We'll, we'll end on one lighter note. And I feel like we need to cover this as uh, circumcised men. Oh, yeah. As we both circumcised. Do we want to go through our stories of why we're circumcised? Because you and me are circumcised for different reasons. Vastly different reasons. Mine's because I'm Jewish. <laughs> Just kidding. And mine's <laughs> because my mom thought it was dirty. Did not be circumcised. I don't know. Because it's like weird. Like there's this weird religious thing where some religions get circumcised and i don't know if christianity does that because for a while in the 70s and 80s a lot of people were getting circumcised and i don't know if it was like partially due to them being christian or because it was just cleaner on average for yeah become like it became this cultural thing for people because there was this belief that uh that foreskin 
uh, is dirty. In my case, yeah. that was objectively true because I got a foreskin infection and had to get it cut off when I was six years old. So six. I will go so far to say that. Wait, let's let's dig a little deeper. Let's right. do some outrage factory therapy. <laughs> Would you say that having a circumcision at the age of six traumatized you for, say, when you look at beautiful penises like mine? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm inspired when I look at beautiful penises oh, like thanks, yours. Derek. Not, not traumatized. Yeah. Um, do we want to do? Is that your segue? My segue to it. Oh yeah, I guess. Like a news story. <laughs> I thought we were just going to talk about our. I mean, we can talk penises. about our penises for the next hour. Yeah, if you I, want. I think we covered about as much as the length of our penises respect. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's talk about what happened. So this Australian guy, so that's a strike against him. Oh, by the way, on my objective, what people are worth to society list, Australians are worth less than Canadians. I said it. Not, not wrong. What about <laughs> if you had to weigh, you're, you're at the gates of heaven and you're yeah. weighing the impact of society of a man with foreskin and a man without foreskin, who you pick it? The man without foreskin, because he's less likely to spread diseases right. and have dick cheese. <laughs> dick anyway. cheese makes you worth objectively less in the eyes of the Lord. That's why he told all the Jewish people to get circumcised. That's true. It's right there in the because Bible. He's or... like, if you're going with Moses and you're going through the desert for 40 fucking years and you guys get some fucking dick cheese, there's not going to be enough water to clean your dicks. So you're all just going to get circumcised. Yeah. Dude, it talks about circumcision a lot in the Bible, actually. This would be a good, good topic the for the Dale show, I think. It would. <laughs> the conspiracies of the circumcision. <laughs> circumcision. You know what? I think everybody should read the Torah part of the Bible, which is just the first five parts which is the Jewish people leaving Egypt and going to the promised land, because I think it'll turn a lot of Christians off <laughs> because there's a lot of bullshit in there. Like, did you know Moses didn't get to go to the promised land? They're about to cross a river to go to the promised land, which is like Israel and stuff. And the Lord was like, mm, Moses, you can't go because that fucking time in the desert for four. Okay. The moral of this, this is what happened. This is why Moses didn't get to the promised I'm land. Com I'm getting comfortable. Okay. So the Jewish people are going through the desert and God's like, everybody just go to the next city and just fucking kill everybody. I don't care who they are. You're doing it in my name. If you kill them all, then it's yours. So they send these two like scouts up ahead to look and they're like, yo, that city's full of Nephilims. They're giants. There's nothing we can fucking do. Why do we have to fight them? We shouldn't have left Egypt if we're just going to have to come to the desert and fight, fight like half angel, half humans. And then God was like, uh, just because you didn't go kill these giants, you're now going to wander in the desert for 40 years. And Moses, since you were in charge of these two assholes, you don't get to go to the promised land. And that's why Moses died before he crossed the river Jordan. I think it was the river Jordan or the other river to get to the promised land. So you're telling me that Moses was like the Joe Rogan of his time. No. Moses was screwed over by his underlings being pussies. 
because they didn't want to fight giants. So that pissed off God because God was like, you guys got to go kill everybody. I tell you to. Otherwise, I'm just going to get mad. Just like Joe Rogan. Could we do the circumcision story? Okay, fine. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm sorry. I was pulling up the thing and I got distracted. Um, I'm just going to read the first the opening paragraph of the story so you know what's going on. A man in Australia has claimed watching an episode of Sex in the City pressured him into getting his penis circumcised, which left his genitals mutilated. Now, is there anything worse than mutilated genitals? Wait, did he say it was actually like? Okay, he said he was watching this episode with Charlotte's the black haired one, right? The brunette? Uh, yeah. Yes. So in the episode, Charlotte's dating this dude and she's like, oh, he's good at sex and stuff, but he's not circumcised. Ew. And then Miranda was like, that's not natural. And then this guy at home, because he's a fucking idiot, he's like, wow, these two girls on this show that I shouldn't be watching in the first place because it's purely not generated for me. It's also Don't pure like shit. Just yeah. fucking awful. Don't like uncircumcised penises, so I better go get circumcised in case these fictional characters ever see my dick and won't want to have sex with me. So he goes and they fuck it up or something. Um, yeah, he was what? What's the quote? He's like, I felt disgusted in my own body watching her her fictional reaction in this fictional show to a man's fictional foreskin. And he felt such a visceral reaction watching a Six in the City episode that he immediately ran out and got circumcised. The, fu the, the actual quote was, I remember Charlotte screwing up her nose and saying there was so much skin. It was like a Sharpay and feeling disgusted in my own body. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have some self-confidence like. You can't just be like a total wiener and be like, I felt sad about my body. It's like everybody oh, should have just been like, like <laughs> everybody should just been like, how do you think girls have felt for the last 40 years of television? <laughs> he's he's now warned others to only get circumcised for themselves and not because anybody else <laughs> shamed you, including people who weren't even trying to shame you. They were just having scripted dialogue on a yeah. show as a plot device. They just wanted moron. to make funny jokes about uncircumcised anteaters and you took it to heart. This is my favorite thing. Uh, the the first sign that something wasn't right was was the first time he tried to masturbate after he had been circumcised. Uh, cut men either rub their hands up and down the entire penis or shuffle only shaft skin back and forth, never really stimulating the glands unless they were lucky enough to keep enough foreskin. Eventually, the head of my penis became much drier and much less sensitive. The purple sheen it had is now rougher and paler. Wait. What? Are Wait, so his dick, he's saying his, are, yeah, because uncircumcised dicks are purple and slimy. Apparently, like he said, it turned like he's because he just said it. it's not the specific purple hue it's supposed to be. I like how us two men don't know what dicks are supposed to look like because we know circumcised penises. But uh, hey, guy, you ever wonder why they always joke about hand lotion when they're jerking off? 
it's because you dry out your penis if you jerk off too much. He's like hand lotion. The way this guy's telling it, and I'm assuming he jerked off a lot because he was the kind of guy who didn't have a lot of like maybe like a current partner or previous Mm -hmm. partners that he could turn to and be like, was my foreskin gross? Went before he immediately called a doctor after watching the Sex in the City episode. I also assume he's a guy who masturbates a lot because he was watching a Sex in the City episode, <laughs> taking life advice from it. Like, By himself, what apparently. The fuck, man. He's like, this is what dudes who get laid a lot do. They watch Sex in the City, right? So they know how to understand a woman on her wants and needs. Like, yeah, you're supposed to have a girlfriend and be like, is my penis disgusting to you? And they go, yeah, it's a penis, but yeah. I put up with it because it feels nice. It's attached to all these great opinions about Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, come to think of it, there's not much going for penises. <laughs> um, oh, I was telling you before we started that... Uh, I have a personal body shaming issue with sex in the city as well. And I think I told this story like six months ago or a year Tell ago. Tell it again, now. Dale. So sorry, Andrea. I think she's listening in the other room, but I dated other women before you. I didn't tell you that before now. So anyways, I was dating this girl in college and I was at her house. Cause we, I was like picking her up to go somewhere or something. And there was like, it was like a girl house where like four women lived together and they were all in the living room watching Sex in the City. And I don't remember what was happening, but one of the guys only had one testicle. So he went in and he was going to get a prosthetic testicle. And so I walk into the living room and they're watching it and he holds up this testicle. It's like this big. And I was like, Jesus, that's what he's going to get. That testicle's huge. And then at the same time, like three women all turned to face me and they're like, no, it's not. And then I was like, holy shit, do I have tiny testicles? Should I go get circumcised or go see a doctor about these body that is obviously wrong, according to sex in the city? So you you immediately, without any provocation, went and booked ball enlargement surgery at a local doctor. And now you are regretting your decision to get saline injected into your Uh, because the head of my penis is no longer purple and shiny. <laughs> it is now the color of regular skin like it should be. <laughs> I don't remember your balls being abnormally small. Neither did I. I thought they were <laughs> I thought they were fine size, but apparently they were small. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe right. they've grown in my old age. They certainly hang lower than they used to. They, yeah, that's exactly what happens <laughs> so maybe it was just an older these women were used to being with much older be- men with much droopier balls yeah and you still had the tight mm-hmm. tight tiny testes of a much <laughs> the tight man. testes of a <laughs> tight, early tight 20s testes. stud hey internet thanks so fucking much for joining us tonight uh we know it probably gets old hearing me and dale talk about covid and then argue about joe rogan but that's kind of our whole shtick now yeah uh and also for all of those out there who thought we were going to stop being friends no we fight about joe rogan all the time and we're still best friends we fought about way dumber shit than this you just watched us argue and we're still best friends so you double lose yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> you don't even get the satisfaction of us breaking up like Mr. Big and Carrie did. And then she keeps <laughs> going back to him, even though his eyebrows look like caterpillars and he's obviously gross. Which, you know, in the remake, he uh, he dies. Does he? In yeah, the... he dies of a heart attack. What's in the, new the remake Which, by called? the way, is the worst piece of shit. Uh, oh, then... you don't say? And going back to sex in the city no but it's years like later it's like extra bad and they've gone like through these um like egregious lengths to make it as woke and inclusive as possible in like do they show the, the slutty ones old lady breasts the most ham-fisted way uh no the wait slutty, the slutty one didn't come back she's not on there anymore yeah uh Alms there goes the Samantha. only reason i ever had to watch that yeah. She's Samantha, right? Samantha. Uh, yeah. I'm Samantha. I'm Samantha. I'm like my breasts. Samantha. Wasn't she like 10 years older than the other ones anyway? Yeah. 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 She's oh. the voice. She's now the voice of the mom on How I Met Your Father. Oh, I got to watch she's that. She's like still. old. She's old Hillary Duff. I saw a meme that was hilarious. Did you know that the Sex in the City, this new reboot season, they're about the same age as the Golden Girls were when that show started. Really? Yeah. I yearn for the days of more wholesome entertainment where it yeah. was like. Remember when the Schlute character was Blanche from the Golden Girls? Yeah. But and she you're still like, lived. She's still darling and not offensive at all. Yeah. And not. I'm not going to talk about the plot devices and the new sex in the city, but it's really bad. Don't watch it. You'll just feel bad about your force. Uh, I'm not going to. Good. Hey, hey, you know, what's the most hilarious and ironic thing. A lot of sex in the city doesn't pass the Brechtel test because when the two women are talking to each other, it's usually about a man, about a man. <laughs> it's true. It's objectifying. Was that show cre- actually created by? By a man, uh, probably because they didn't let women create shows back then, because Hollywood was very sexist. Michael Patrick King, the creator of Sex and the City, was man. Well, well, well. Michael Patrick King. Okay, hey, internet, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Fuck, it's been fun. Go, go chase that freedom. Uh, I've been your co-host, Derek Bolin. You could not follow me anywhere on the internet because the internet is shitty and I fucking hate it. Yeah, right, Mister. I post stories. Well, that's I'm just using Instagram as Twitter now. You can follow yeah. me on Instagram at Deke with three E's. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Dale DeRuder. You could follow or at DaleBot. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SuperDaleBot. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at OutrageFactPod. Uh, if you're watching this as we stream, you already know. But if you want to go on Facebook and look at the podcast page, it's facebook.com slash outrage fact pod if you're uh, listening to this audio style go like our facebook page and then you can see mm-hmm. our handsome faces while we fucking shed all over each other about joe rogan oh yeah and we're also on youtube so you could just go search outrage factory on there there's also my other podcast the dale show on there if you like to hear me talk about aliens or conspiracy stuff that's what i talk about on there because Every time I did it on here, Derek's eyes would glaze over. So I figured I'd save him that pain. Thanks, Dale. You're welcome. Oh, also, I'm going to be on Facebook more because Twitter is 
Nobody laughs at my jokes, so there's no point in going there anymore, pretty much. Yeah, Twitter sucks ass, but also don't spend more time on Facebook. It's equally shitty. It's just mm. shitty in different ways. I feel like there's more interaction. Maybe it's just because I never go on there. So right. I only go on there when I see interaction. That's probably why. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, <laughs> Internet, join us next week for another episode. Uh, and until then, stay angry. Stay angry.